Welcome to the Fireside Giants podcast by Empire Sports Media. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Fireside Giants. I'm your host, Anthony Rivardo, and today I'm joined by a new co-host, Allie. She will be joining us as a recurring guest on the podcast. So everyone, make sure you go down in the comment section. Give her a big Fireside Giants community welcome. And today we're going to be talking about three breakout candidates for the upcoming 2023 season, three players that we're keeping a close eye on at training camp. I know Allie was at training camp earlier this week, so she got an up-close and personal view of some of these players. So she's going to go ahead, provide her insight and we're going to go ahead and talk about why we think these players are massive breakout candidates for the Giants so before we dive into all that make sure to leave a like if you do enjoy this episode subscribe to the channel if you are new and ring the bell so you don't miss an episode and comment your thoughts on the topic down below in the comment section and make sure you go ahead and follow us on all of our social media channels at Fireside Giants but without further ado Allie how are you doing today my friend and what are your thoughts on these three breakout players hi well I'm feeling good a little nervous but I'm feeling good um I'm feeling good about these candidates, actually, yeah, my fear are all eyes on Evan Neal, um, as well as Micah McFadden, who I have been seeing a lot of mixed reviews about, but I feel like we'll get into that. And even Dane Butlin, I feel like good candidates to keep your eyes on. Absolutely. So let's go ahead and talk about Evan Neal first. Um, this is a player who I think is so crucial for the success of the Giants offense this upcoming season. You know, the Giants drafted him with the seventh overall pick last year, and he really struggled as a rookie. You know, he surrendered seven sacks on the season, 30 something pressures, maybe 40 something. It was a tough year for him, but we've seen this before. Andrew Thomas really struggled as a rookie as well, took a big step forward in year two. And then following that third season, got paid as one of the highest paid offensive tackles in NFL history. So we're all hoping that Evan Neal has a similar career trajectory and he looks like he's on the right track you know struggled last year but shows up to training camp lost 10 to 15 pounds added some muscle changed his stance he's looking good and I've seen some good clips of him over at training camp and he just sounds really dedicated to the grind it sounds like he put in a lot of work this offseason to improve so I'm excited about Neil I think he's going to take a big step forward but what are your thoughts on Evan Neal as we get into this training camp period yeah, I think he's going to take a big step as well. I saw one clip of him against Dexter Lawrence, and it kind of looked like they were both like dancing with each other. The footwork was like beautiful. He did not let Dexter Lawrence get around him at all, which I'm excited for. It's obviously like a little hard to see like where he's going to fall because they're not going full speed. It's not full strength, obviously, but the stance does look good. He's getting better of like where to place his hands. So I'm excited. Yeah, me too. And I, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> we're excited about all these players it's, it's an exciting time to be a Giants fan for what it's worth you know mm -hmm. like after the years of misery all of the losing Joe Shane Brian Dable step in here turn the team around after a season mm -hmm. make the playoffs Daniel Jones who we talked a little bit about before we started recording getting a lot of unnecessary hate right now despite leading the team to their first playoff oh. victory in over a decade yeah let Danny dime um, but circling back with Evan Neal real quick one of the things that I will say about him is I think that he really benefits from practicing uh, going up against guys like Dexter Lawrence, Kayvon Thibodeau, Aziz Ojalari with every single practice. Iron sharpens iron, in my opinion. So the fact that the Giants have such good pass rushers, that really only serves to benefit Evan Neal. And I think that that's why training camp is such an exciting time for Neal in particular. We can really see him go up against some of these great pass rushers and hopefully learn some different counter moves and pass protection and everything like that. So uh, did you see um, any anything between um, 
Dexter Lawrence or Kayvon Thibodeau when they were going up against Evan Neal? Did he have any really solid reps? I know that the pads don't come on until Tuesday, but anything that stood out to you when you were at camp? For me, unfortunately, no. So most of the defense was on the other side. I was more seeing a lot of the offensive reps. So I didn't see a lot of Kayvon, which I was quite upset about. Uh, but I did want to. That's why most of my Evan Neal stuff I saw was from yesterday. I was seeing clips online. I was like, oh, he did look really good. But that's something I wasn't able to see myself. Yeah, well, I know Daniel Jones has also looked really good. So before we dive into those breakout candidates, let's give you a chance here to talk about Daniel Jones, who, like we said, getting a lot of unnecessary flack. The least problematic person in the NFL. He's just a happy-go-lucky quarterback. He just wants to play football. And now you have Le'Veon Bell coming out, sending him shots. You've got everybody, all these talking heads in the media, just can't stop ragging on Daniel Jones just because he got paid and Saquon Barkley didn't. Now, we all wish Saquon Barkley got paid, but the nature of the running back market right now in the NFL, it's unfortunate, but the Giants and Barkley, they found the solution, and hopefully he gets paid next offseason. But I don't see why Daniel Jones is getting all of this criticism, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you uh, have a chance here to talk about Jones and all this unnecessary hatred he's getting. Yeah, I could talk forever about Daniel Jones. He, did, he does look really good at camp. He looks really good. The Darren Waller connection, I'm I cannot wait to see that like real life in a game. He looks faster too. There's like a different burst to him. There's a different confidence in Daniel Jones as well. Um I think there's so much power in his throw. I know he's one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the league. People might fight me for saying that, but I know that's an actual fact. He is he is super accurate. It's just he doesn't have he that not doesn't, but he didn't have the chance to show it off with the weapons that he has had in the past. But I think Hyatt, great addition, steal of the draft. He's someone that I also had my eye on. He's fast. I feel like that's a good playmaker to have. Darren Waller is Darren Waller, top five tight end. I think he's basically our wide receiver one as well. I think with Evan Neal, like we said, if he does make that improvement and that O-line protects Daniel Jones, we are going to see a completely different Daniel Jones this season. So that is what I'm super excited for. Having a dual-threat yeah. quarterback is amazing. I think dual-threat quarterbacks are becoming the norm in this league. That's something you need now. You want a quarterback that can run. You want a quarterback that can throw. And he's big. So, yeah. I love him. Yeah, I, mean, I-, <laughs> I love him as a quarterback. <laughs> So do I. I mean, even if I had my reservations about him early on in his career rookie Mm -hmm. season, was he the draft pick that I wanted in 2019? No, he wasn't. I'll go ahead and say that. But I was wrong because now I love Daniel Jones. I think that he really embodies what it means to be a New York Giants quarterback. He reminds Mm -hmm. me a lot of Eli Manning, who I see is behind you Mm -hmm. in the camera. So I I love Eli. That's my favorite Mm -hmm. player of all time. And Daniel Jones just reminds me a lot of Eli. So I love that about him. But We've heard a lot of really good things about Jones coming out of camp. He's throwing with more velocity. His passes are humming in there, as Cole Beasley said, which is one talking point that I really love. And I think that Jones has looked really sharp. And the addition of Darren Waller, Jalen Hyatt, like you said, this could be a Mm -hmm. huge breakout season for him. I think that he had his breakout year this past season, but now he has all these weapons, a real arsenal of weapons for Daniel Jones. I mean, I can't wait. We have Richie James as well, where I received one and won a playoff game, which is more than I could have asked for with that team last year. Right. Practice squad receivers were out there for the Giants last year, and Daniel Jones just found a way to make it work. And like you said, a lot of that had to do with the fact that he's a dual-threat quarterback, which, yeah, it's Mm -hmm. becoming the norm in the NFL right now, but we we can't sleep on the fact that Jones is statistically one of the fastest quarterbacks in the league. Mm -hmm. Everyone loves to make fun of him for tripping on that long Eagles run, but he hit like 22 miles per hour. If I ever thought of running that fast, I would also end up with my face in the dirt. No shot. I would be able to keep my feet. And he ran for a distance, too. It was a far run. 
Yeah, it was like 75 yards he ran. It was one of it's probably the longest run ever by a Giants quarterback. I think it was. So I thought it was an impressive play. They scored a touchdown two plays later anyway. So any criticism that he gets. Daniel Jones always just gets put under a microscope. They make fun of him. It's always unwarranted. He's a good quarterback. And again, with all these weapons this year, I think he's going to be really, really solid. I do too. I am just excited to see him take off. I want to see him prove everyone wrong. And yep. really it. I feel like I might cry seeing him do so good. <laughs> like <laughs> The day we get to see Danny Dimes hoist the Lombardi trophy, I will absolutely be shedding tears. I can tell you that much. I will too. Literally mass mascara running down my face. Like, yes, <laughs> that's my quarterback. <laughs> totally. Well, let's go ahead and flip over to the defensive side of the ball. You mentioned Micah McFadden having some mixed reviews from fans and reporters in attendance. Now, McFadden, in my opinion, it's his job to lose LB2, right? Mm-hmm. Bobby Okereke, Giants signed him this offseason. We interviewed him on the channel a couple months ago. Great guy that we're really excited about. He explained to us he's he's a do-it-all linebacker. Like He loves to play mm-hmm. in coverage. He loves to play in the run, and he also likes to pass rush. He can do everything. So he's going to be a big addition for this Giants defense. But next to Bobby Okereke, massive question mark. Gerard Davis going down with the knee injury. So now it's mm-hmm. Micah McFadden versus Darian Beavers. Who's going to win the job? And so far what we're hearing out of camp, Sounds like Beavers might be in the running to steal that job from McFadden. I thought that Mm -hmm. after 17 games last year, seven starts, Micah McFadden would be the guy to take that job. And, you know, it's still Mm -hmm. early in training camp, only three days in. They haven't put the pads on. But hopefully he Mm -hmm. turns it around because if he doesn't, Beavers might be the man to take that job from him. I know. I know Beavers had an outstanding training camp last season and then he tore his ACL but I knew they were super excited about him so I feel like that's kind of where the question mark is like we've seen McFadden in a game we haven't seen Beavers yet and that's McFadden's upside I guess to having that spot I know Wink loves him Wink said that he's super not super improved but he's one of the most improved players he also called him I have here aggressive physical and impactful and I feel like that's someone that you need like someone with those traits in that position yeah, those are all the traits you want from a linebacker, especially in Wink Martindale's defense, which is the most aggressive defense in the NFL. Nobody blitzed at a higher rate than the New York Giants last year. That's par for the course for Wink Martindale. Pretty much every single season, Wink Martindale's defense blitzes at the highest rate. And Micah McFadden, one of the reasons that I think he's such a fit with um, Wink Martindale, he's a damn good pass rusher. You look back on his time in college, and he was getting after the quarterback pretty frequently. So I think that when you look at the defense this upcoming season, that's where McFadden has an edge over Darian Beavers because Darian Beavers is more of your prototypical run defending, you know, goal line linebacker. But when you have a guy like McFadden in there who can rush the passer, how do you think that could change the landscape of this defense? You know, just having someone who can blitz through the uh, center of the offensive line like that. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I don't know. (laughs) Um, Sorry. I feel like I just, I just want to see it. That's it. I feel like I, there's so many hypotheticals that we could throw out there. But for me, it's like I legitimately I just want to see our defense dominate. I feel like that's what the Giants we're more known for defense. That's what we are. And my PD is my family likes to say all the time. And if we have that strong, like scary defense, we can't be stopped. 100%. And I think that, you know, these linebackers, young guys here, second year, hopefully they have that breakout, can help the uh, NYPD get going. Um, but McFadden, good pass rusher and everything. And I remember back when NYPD referred to that secondary that we had 2016, Dominic Rogers, Cromartie, Janoris Jenkins, all those guys. And Landon Collins was there too. That was a really good secondary. But this year, the secondary 
does have a big question mark over at the safety position. Julian Love has manned it down for the last several seasons, but he left to the Seattle Seahawks this offseason, unfortunately. So now they have a big hole over at one of those safety spots, the opposite of Xavier McKinney. And I think that mm. Dane Belton could be the guy to take that job. Now, I've heard a lot of great things about Jason Pinnock. He's been playing well over at Giants training camp. Apparently, they're trying to push him into that role. But I like Dane Belton. He made some good plays last year, had two interceptions as a rookie. How excited are you about Dane Belton and his potential to maybe move his way into the starting lineup this season? I'm excited about him. I, For me, I think that's his job to lose, as you said, with McFadden like before i think dane belton kind of already has it i know one of the things they said that uh he struggles with is just he doesn't have julian love's speed that's something that i've been seeing and that he has to work on uh but other than that i really think that he could step into that spot and be who we need him to be at safety i heard he has good leadership skills as well which is something that you need to have in that position too yeah, I know he's physical. He's a good tackler. He was during his time at Iowa because he played a really interesting position at Iowa. They called it a cash defender, and essentially he played a hybrid safety and linebacker role. So he played primarily in the box, which when you're looking at this Giants defense with Xavier McKinney being that free safety on the back end, just kind of your ball hawk, it's good to have a secondary member like Dane Belton who can get into the box and play as a fast-paced linebacker, essentially. So mm-hmm. I think that could be an avenue where if Belton can continue to tackle well, get his hands on the football, he could be a pretty big standout player um, in the middle of the Giants defense. But who are some of the other players that you're really excited about? You know, maybe some of these unproven guys that look like they're in store for a big year this season. Well, I kind of want to talk about our rookie, Trey Hawkins. I heard he's been a standout at camp as well. Uh, He looks amazing. I kind of want to see that rookie kind of take over. Uh, I know I'm excited about him. I said for offensive-wise, I'm excited about Hyatt. Even Paris Campbell, who surprisingly looks really, really good. I know that wide uh, wide receiver room is super, super, super competitive. We have way too many wide receivers. Who's going to make the roster? Who's not? I think Paris Campbell is really making his stance, though, that he's definitely in for the running as well. Yeah, he looks like like one of Daniel Jones's. One of Daniel Jones's favorite targets through the first three days of camp. He scored a few touchdowns. He's got a lot of speed. We know that the Giants wanted to add speed to the offense. Darren Waller, Jalen Hyatt, Paris Campbell has been out there. He's looked fast. He's gotten his hands on the ball, and he's turned up field and scored a couple touchdowns in the team drills. He's a player that I really like. I mean, if you think back to week 17 when the Giants clinched that playoff berth against the Indianapolis Colts, I think a lot of fans forget that when the Giants gave up that deep reception down the left side of the field, that was Paris Campbell went up there and basically turned into Randy Moss for a second on Julian Love or Darnay Holmes, whoever it was. And so Campbell's got some rare abilities. Like he's not mm-hmm. the tallest guy, but he's really stocky and he's really fast and he can make some wow plays. So I think that he could be a low key X factor in the Giants offense, especially. I don't know if you saw, but he's been lining up in backfield a little bit as a running back as well, which is pretty cool. I did. That's also pretty interesting. I feel like he's proving size does not matter when it comes to wide receivers. I feel like I've been a huge advocate where I'm always saying, I want a big wide receiver. I want someone who's super tall and is going to jump over everybody. But sometimes it's the little guys you do have to keep your eye on because they're so fast and they can make the plays. Yeah, totally. I mean, we've heard Brian Dable say in the past, he doesn't need those physically imposing receivers. He needs separators, guys who can get open. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's that's the beauty of Darren Waller. He's kind of both of that, right? Because he's six foot six. He's just a tree running out there, looks like an NBA player, but he's also mm-hmm. super fast. He separates, gets open. Mm-hmm. He can do it all. He is going to be 
the wide receiver one for this offense. But you look at Paris Campbell, the speed that he brings, his run after the catchability. I think he is going to make the roster. I wouldn't call him a lock just yet because, like you said, there's 15 receivers on this roster right now. Anybody can get cut. I worry about my guy Sterling Shepard, one of my favorite yeah, Giants players like ever. I know. I really hope that he makes the roster, man. I, I don't mm -hmm. want to see him get cut. I know that'd be so heartbreaking, and I know I'm gonna throw out my dad under the bus a little bit. He keeps saying he's not gonna last past five games. That's just no. his track record, and I'm like hoping that he doesn't get hurt. But it's just you have that PTSD of like, please, like if you do make the roster, just stay healthy because he is a super dynamic player, and I loved Shep. I got his jersey his rookie year. My first jersey was Eli Manning, and after that, it was Sterling Shepard. So I'm like so heartbroken um, that he just keeps getting hurt but yeah it's been so unfortunate watching him these past few years just continue to struggle with these injuries but what i will say he's not expected to go into this offense as a full-time starter anymore so he'll be on the field less less wear and tear for his body hopefully as a rotational receiver that allows him to stay healthy and contribute some meaningful snaps but man i want to see shep succeed i think that a lot of fans forget week one last year we won that tennessee titans game we all remember that two-point conversion out of saquon barkley but it seems like a lot of fans forget that deep touchdown catch that yes. um Sterling Shepard had and that really changed the tide of the game and propelled us to win mm -hmm. but I, I want to touch on Trey Hawkins as you mentioned there because that's a low-key player that Giants fans probably weren't expecting to hear much of going into training camp but he had that interception against Bryce Ford Wheaton he's looked really good he had tight coverage on Jalen High who made the catch anyway but a small school guy I think he was the sixth round pick this year I'm really really excited about him and I think that it's going to be tough for him to see meaningful playing time in the regular season they're going to want a dory jackson out there they're going to want deontay banks opposite of him but with mm -hmm. hawkins if he continues to show out at training camp and maybe continues his good play in the preseason mm -hmm. there's an avenue of opportunity for him to see the field at least somewhat during the regular season i would think mm -hmm. uh, me too and i think it's going to be fun to see how he stands up to that role when he does get to play I think it's hard. Again, it's hard when it's training camp and you see all these guys that are standing out and you obviously want them all to do good. But it's like until you see them in that real game time action, it's kind of hard to like form your opinions on them because it's like, OK, they look so good in training camp. But when they're in the game, what are you going to do? Right. That's that's the big question mark, because we've seen players really stand out at all of these practices in camp, especially when the pads come on. But then they get to the preseason and they kind of disappear. But hopefully that's not the case with Hawkins or any of these players that we mentioned. Uh, yeah. Training camp is going to go on throughout the summer, but we're under two weeks away from the first preseason game, which I am so happy about. Like we're almost at the point to watch the Giants put on real uniforms and go play some football, mm -hmm. make some tackles, score some touchdowns. I'm so excited for that. I don't think many of the starters are going to play, but hopefully some of these young guys that we mentioned, we get to see them on the field and see what their role is going to be in the uh, in the lineups this upcoming season. So I can't wait for preseason. Me too. I mean, maybe we'll see some starters. So Robert Sala kind of calling us out, saying that Aaron Rodgers, the only preseason game he's going to play is against the Giants. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if he wants to do that, I don't mind seeing Aaron Rodgers again. I'm not scared. Yeah. <laughs> me neither I'm, I'm ready i'm ready i think that's one of the most exciting matchups in the regular season i think it's in mm -hmm. october giants versus jets um that's going to be a real fun one and uh, on that note i love the um the painted logo in the middle of the field for the jets and the giants obviously but mm -hmm. I, i'm so happy that we finally got rid of the crusty looking nfl logo you know yes me too finally feels like it's like our field like mm -hmm. giants right there right in the middle which is beautiful to see to be honest i love seeing that 
and why right there. <laughs> right. It really is beautiful to see because it's like I think one of the biggest Giants fans complaints about um, MetLife Stadium is it feels too neutral. You know, it never feels like our mm-hmm. home stadium. But now at least putting the big logo in the middle of the field, I think that makes it feel a little more homely and a little bit more of a fans environment for the Giants, which is great. But you know, it's it's an, it's an exciting time to be a Giants fan. Like we said, training camp is in full swing. Some standout players and preseason is right around the corner. So we're excited to continue talking about it here on Fireside Giants. Allie, thanks for joining me today. You have any closing thoughts for the fans on today's episode? Um. Well, first, thanks for having me. I feel like nerves a little all over the place, but I love talking my Giants and I love – just the season that we're on. I love actually being excited for Giants football. I remember dreading having to watch the games. Like, I know I'm going to go, I'm going to watch this, I'm going to get mad, and I'm not going to want to talk to anybody. But now it's like I could be excited again. Doesn't it feel good to just be excited to watch the Giants? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm so excited this year. This is one of the most excited seasons or off seasons that I've had in, you know, mm-hmm. ages. I don't know. The past five years have just been dreadful. But this offseason, Darren Waller trade, awesome NFL draft. The Giants, man, they're, they're an exciting team to watch right now. So, of course, we're going to keep updating you all on our beloved New York Giants right here on Fireside Giants. So make sure to leave a like if you did enjoy this episode. Subscribe to the channel if you are new. Ring the bell so you don't miss an episode. And comment your thoughts on the topic down below in the comment section. And make sure you go ahead and follow us on all of our social media channels at Fireside Giants. But without further ado, we'll catch you all in the next one. Have a good one. And let's go Giants. Yes. Yes.